0: welcome to generation Tech thank you for joining us again today is to our Monday Monday uh, October 5th 2020 already so I'm Todd Brinker I'm here with my dad Jack Brinker how you doing likewise likewise so um, tech stuff I've been talking all kinds of stuff recently but not so much tech the last couple days I've been paying attention to sports ball. This weekend, I watched. I, I watched and napped through a good, good chunk of football, uh, and I watched the Lakers lose yesterday. Although the cynic in me is looking at that, going like, the NBA basically set that up. The Lakers came out flat, like, like some, like somebody came to them before the game and said, "You guys have to lose today." because we, we're, we're getting terrible ratings, so we got to make this more exciting. And so they all came out and went, all right, they told us we have to lose. We don't care. You know? Um, I, I mean, I, yeah, and I know that's... I, I the, the, the adult in me says that that's not the case, but the, the little kid in me wants to say, yeah, the fix is in for sure, because they were literally getting historically low ratings. But it's also the first time that the NBA Finals has had to compete with the NFL and with the baseball finals all simultaneously. So, you know, it's just it's just a weird year. Um, I'm still pretty confident that the Lakers are going to ultimately win this. In fact, uh, each of their previous series, they lost one game and then won it. So what they call a the gentleman's sweep, where they, they let the opponents win one game and then they and they win the rest of them. So we'll see. We'll see. Time will tell. So next game's tomorrow for the Lakers and uh tonight my green bay packer team gets to play uh so uh, we'll see how that goes um they've had some injuries in their receiving core so hopefully they'll be able to to uh play well they're playing against the atlanta falcons and the packers thus far are three and oh and the falcons are oh and three um but you know that doesn't necessarily tell you anything the the falcons have a pretty high powered offense and always do it's you know, of course, did you see any football at all this weekend? Mhm. Mhm. Yeah. I don't know if that's so much a point in life as it is just, you know, the ebb and flow of life. There's been chunks of time where I just didn't care. I was busy doing other stuff and didn't care. And then other times when it's interesting to me and I pay attention. You know, and, and, I mean, it can be said, lots of things can be felt that way. You know, um, I mean, music, people pay a lot of attention to and care about music at different times, especially when they're young, sort of in your late teens, you know, or mid teens to early twenties, music is real important. And that's, you know, that whatever you listen to during that time sort of becomes your kind of music for the rest of your life. But at different times in your life, you know, you really enjoy listening to music and other times you're like, yeah, whatever, I don't care. You know, I just as soon have quiet as much as music, you know, uh, and I go through phases like that. I listen to music when I'm driving in the car sometimes, but I more often than not these days listen to a uh, you know audio book or a podcast while I'm driving in the car. Um, I w- I'm surprised in North Carolina they wouldn't have something that's at least sort of bluegrassy that you could find that you liked. Yeah 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 well and what and whatever is popular, whatever they think they can get most of the people to listen to, and that age group, like I was saying, sort of the mid teens to the mid twenties, those are the people who seem to be more keyed into you know music is important to me, whereas once you get a little you get a little older and music fades into the background, you still enjoy it, but it's not something that's important to you anymore. Now it's just something that sort of fills the silence and you know, something to tap your toes to or hum to while you're while you're on an elevator or driving in the car or whatever. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and, and to be honest, most people—that's how they listen now. Anyway, they don't listen to the radio. I mean, it's, it's the most music is listened to on on a streaming service, or or a collection that you own or, the, or that you share with your friends. Um, you know, radio has radio has been in trouble for a while. Right. Yeah, and they can look at your music library and your you know listening history and get a feel for that, and then offer suggestions that meet that criteria of the same genre, similarities in you know artists, that kind of thing. Um, and so it's actually better than radio in that it, it's it instead of uh, you know wild guessing as to what people might or might not like based on you know uh, the the station's music director they now actually can listen to what you have listened to previously and say, well, if you like that, then this makes sense for you and try this and check that. So you can cater it to your own tastes, which is exactly the reason that online doesn't work very well for lots of other things like news gathering, because I don't, you know, whether it, it helps them sell news. If, if they keep sending me things that, that reinforce what I like to see already, but it doesn't help me expand my horizons about information if the algorithm sends me things that are like what I already looked at. You know what I mean? The algorithm should, if it's if it's being honest in terms of being a, a information source, should provide you not what you're looking, more of what like what you've looked at, but a combination of that and things that are very specifically not like what you've looked at so that you can get a balanced perspective of what's going on because the the entire population has been funneled off into silos based on online type of stuff and and I say that because I saw it sort of happening myself and that's why I do not participate in any online media of any kind. Uh, When it comes to, to uh, social networks, I, 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 I I just don't Uh, the closest thing. I only have one social network account. Oh, I'm sorry. I actually have two. Um, I have an Instagram account, which is sharing of pictures from my daughter. And I look at that maybe once every other week or so. And I have a Twitter account that I look at about once a month and that's about it. And, and, and it's very minimal. Neither of those are, are used as a news source for me the uh The Twitter account count I follow a few tech people, and I occasionally check it to see if they or if they mention that they posted something um that I want to get the link to, and so I'll go there to get the link or something, but that's about it um because I have come to the conclusion and this is for me personally I don't I try to impose it on anybody else, but I have come to the conclusion that uh social media, as it currently exists, is unhealthy for our society. Yeah. Mhm. Right. Well, and unfortunately what they the the tendency of our congress has been when it comes to technology and things that they don't understand is they talk to the companies that they're supposed to be creating some boundaries for and say, what do you think the boundaries should be? And they let them write their own legislation. And that has been disastrous. Well, I'm not, I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't limit that just to tech. I would say just large corporations. I think large corporations in general have that same impact. And the tech guys happen to be the big money ones right now. But all you have to do is look back a decade or so and you can say, well, who were the ones that were driving all of it? It was large um, government contracting companies and oil companies. And those companies still have a ton of power. Yeah, so their taxes aren't generally income taxes. Their taxes are paid in other ways. Yeah, well, I also don't think that that's necessarily the reason he didn't want to expose. He also didn't want to expose because he knew it was a bad visual because the number was lower than than most people would expect. And he also knew that because of the things that he does as a businessman that the average person doesn't necessarily understand the difference that we just explained, that they're just going to say, how come he pays less taxes than me? He's a millionaire. Yeah, it may, it's, yeah, no, but it's, well, and there certainly wasn't a surprise any thinking person would have known this, that, I mean, it wasn't a surprise, you know, there was, there was literally nothing in his taxes that wasn't already, already known Yeah, well, I mean, every single, candidates, every single candidate for, from a major party since Barack Obama has turned down uh, the um, uh, government assistance in running. And in doing so, then, they're no longer legally bound to disclose anything. If you're taking government funds, then you have to disclose all of your donations. And they've all turned down government funds since Barack Obama because they found that they can basically cheat the system. And so you know the it yeah well and, and but it's funny because they they you know that's been a a large outcry from the left that Trump has done that and yet the first guy who did it was Barack Obama you know and 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 it's not just Trump doing it every single candidate since then so Hillary Clinton has done it so has Biden they're all raising their own private funds because that's the smart way to do it whether it's ethical or moral or that that's you know can be judged later but it is very clearly the way that it's being done today. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and here's the other part to that too, is that a lot of it is not quite that simple. It's not as simple as as, you know, tech company A donates money to, to politician B it's tech company A makes a donation to a political action committee. That political action committee then spends money on, on, uh, on politician A, B, C, and D to, uh, with differing amounts based on what they're, where they stand on things and where they need to get them to go. If they want, you know, if, if candidate A aligns with them 90%, then they'll give him you know, enough money to get the other 10% to align. Whereas if candidate C aligns with them 60%, then they'll give them 40%. And the only reason I bring that up is two reasons. One is it obfuscates the direct connection to a uh, to a company. And B, political action committees were basically behaving completely unethically and I think it's one of the worst decisions our Supreme Court ever made was to say that they are legal entities and that we have to allow them to continue to exist. They basically gutted what John McCain was trying to do when he uh, got the um, uh, uh, campaign reform bill passed and they, and they gutted it by, by allowing political action committees to continue to exist. And that, we've, that falls on the Supreme Court one of the worst one of one of the most frustrating decisions that i uh, it, it, that it will have probably long reaching repercussions is uh, it, you know in terms of our society and our politics by allowing political action committees to continue to exist and to funnel all kinds of back channel money to politicians without the light of day shining on it that's horrifying Yeah, that has so much to do with tech. <laughs> there we go, rant, rant, rant. Um, well, there's a, there's a tech angle to it though too, because the tech a lot of tech company money is behind it. They're not the only ones. There's other big companies out there too, but there's a lot of tech money behind it pushing legislation. And then there's also a um, uh, the the management of those funds and stuff is is handled now through through different technologies, and so. Um, you know there's lots of ways to move money around that technology has made easier quicker and less obvious so for those who choose to take advantage of it yeah and I okay yeah And does Apple really confirm it or does somebody just say that Apple said they were going to confirm it? That's my question. Is it too many times? That's one thing. that In tech, tech is now doing the same stupid thing that the regular news is doing. Somebody has a rumor and then they they use a headline that makes it sound like it's a fact and when you actually read it, it's like, no, that's not it. And a lot of people never go past the dang headline. So anyway, tell me the story. Where's this at? Okay, but that, that, that's a rumor. We don't know what the iPhone 12 has because it hasn't been announced. Again, just, they, they slip in rumors as if they're fact all the time. And so I'm just calling that, you know, but anyway, yes. Right. Right. Yeah. Well, and, and, and they do like, you know, point and, and, and point point updates all the time. I mean, 14.0.1 is already out. Uh, and that, that addresses a variety of issues. And so, you know, that happens all the time to me. This is, is sort of a non-issue unless I guess it's your phone that, that doesn't have enough battery life and how badly is it not enough? You know, is it, it dying? Um, you know, I can't say cause I haven't experienced it. Um, Yeah, but those are both. I, I, I again, those kind of complaints bother the crud out of me because I, they tell you nothing. Sigh, you know. Okay, so you're having an emotional reaction to something. That's about all I learned from that. It doesn't tell me how long it lasted. You know, did you charge it overnight? If you did, at what point during the day did you have to set it on a charger? Um, you know, and I, I, like I said, I, I haven't had any experiences, so I can't, can't share what I've had in the in that area. I will say. I was going to say, I will say that... Oh, go ahead. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah. I've had that on and off with my phone over the years where some rogue uh, uh, program or something in the background uh, gets going and it starts getting hot. Like it's really, you know, cycling the CPU or, or the GPU... And the phone the phone starts getting hot, and I have found that if I go in and and uh, uh, you know if you lift up halfway and hold, then you get the little uh, carousel, and you've got all your apps that are in the, running, and you can then you know like drag them up the top and 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 kill the app. If I go through and kill everything, then that usually solves the problem. There's some so something in the background has started up a process. That is running amok and and makes the phone get hot. And that usually kills the battery pretty quick too, because it's a combination of you know if it's if it's running fast enough to cause the machine to f- start overheating, then it's also cycling you know and sucking a lot of battery. Um, what What I started to say is the one battery issue that I kind of have run into, and this isn't a, isn't a function of the OS, so much it is a just me trying to get into a new routine of using it, is since iOS 7 supports um, sleep tracking now, I thought, okay, fun. I will now use sleep tracking, even though I have a device that's, you know, mounted attached to my bed, but I don't have to have a watch with me that tracks my sleep. I thought I would use the Apple watch and compare the two. And I'm finding that they're about the same. So it doesn't matter one way or the other. But what I found is, is if I use the, the watch overnight, I have to charge it at night before I go to bed for it to make it all the way through the night. Because if I wear it all day, you know, if I'm wearing it all day and I'm wearing it all night, when am I going to charge it? Right. So I find I have to have time. I have to make time to charge it. So and and, and what I have found is if I like in the morning, if I if I uh, get up in the morning, it'll go for a little while and it'll get to some point in the afternoon and it'll be low. So when I'm sitting here talking and doing podcasts and or the radio show that I do, um, I will set the watch down and let it charge while I'm just sitting here. And, and and I'll do that for, you know, a half hour or something. And that usually tops it off. And then sometimes if I didn't do that or I forgot to do that, at some point in the evening, usually after dinner but before bed, I will get the little thing tapping me saying, hey, your battery's low. And I'll go set it on a charger for a little while before I then and, – and then put my watch back on when I go to bed. And that way then it tracks my sleep for me. Um, but you've got to find a time to you – know, if you're wearing it all day and you want to use it at night as a sleep tracker, you've got to find some time when you can say take it off, charge it because it it can't go 24 hours a day and not stop at some point. <sighs> you know. But I I don't blame that on the on the version of the operating system. That's just, you know, you got to find the time. mm-hmm Right. Yeah, it gives you a certain type of tap to turn right and a certain certain type of tap to turn left. Can you tell the difference? <laughs> Neither can I. Uh huh. Right. Yeah, it does have have that on the display for you, but I you're supposed to not even need to look at the display because there is a different type of tap for right turns and left turns. I have yet to I have yet to be able to tell the difference between. Tap 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 and tap 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 tap. tap. <laughs> yeah. um, I don't know. I have not looked to see if that is something that I can change. You know, because it's because uh, it's not a vibration. It's it's their taptic engine, so it's tapping at you a certain way. And it yeah, I'm yeah yeah. And it's not going to tap out Morse code for you. <laughs> CarPlay, right. Yeah. Really? Yeah. I was very aware of it because when I'm driving, um, I too have CarPlay in one of my cars. But even when CarPlay is on, my watch is tapping me. And I find it somewhat annoying it bothers me, but it's like, I guess if that's the only thing that I had helping me guide me, it's good to have and good to know. Um, you know, and you're supposed to be able to also use it for, um, walking directions. So if you're somewhere in a city and you want to walk somewhere that you can have your watch on and it'll then tap you as you're walking, which I think would also be very handy because it's obviously not going to walk around, you know, with a GPS out in front, although I say that and I know I've seen people walk around with their phone out in front of them all the time, but, uh, it, you know, it's, it's a little ludicrous, a little silly looking, but that's life. Yep. 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 When you went, well, it's funny too, because like they, they add features all the time. Every time there's a new OS features get added to devices, the old devices and you don't always pay attention to those new things until suddenly you do. But you know, even, uh, features that have been there a long time. Sometimes, you know, I may use it, but you don't, or the next person might use it. And, you know, something that that we don't. And, and when you discover that new thing, it's, it, it, it's like a brand new piece of joy. It's like getting a new, a new toy, a new device, because it now functions for you differently. I, um, I learned something about, uh, iOS 14 recently too, which I like now on, on the, uh, not on iOS 14, on tvOS 14. On tvOS, if you have your Apple remote in front of you, the top two buttons are menu and TV. And TV, by default, takes you to the Apple TV Plus app. But you can change that to, to function like it did back when the Apple TV first shipped. And, and by hitting that button, it will take you to the home screen. So if you like to see the home screen where all the apps are listed, instead of going to the Apple TV Plus app, you can just go into uh, general and settings or into settings settings and uh and remote rather um on the apple tv to change that function of that button to put it back the way it originally was secondly if you press and hold that button you now get a a slide out control panel that very much looks like the control panel you pull down on your phone in when you pull down um, from like the battery corner and you get the little gray box with with control things in there and by default You have now users. You can identify which user is using the Apple TV and it saves your preferences, meaning your uh, layout of your of your apps and and your preferred what you were watching last shows and stuff in Apple TV plus by person. Yeah. So that. Yes, it's multi users now and that's now supported in uh, Apple TV OS 14 so that now. You know, if there's more than one person in the household, you don't sit down and find out that the last thing you were watching was, was, uh, you know, Outlander, which is basically a time traveling soap opera for women and, uh. Mm -hmm. I don't know what you're talking about Netflix (laughs) I don't know why that's my movie guide But okay I do. I have Hulu as well. hmm Interesting. I, I'm not sure what those are. I'll have to read the article because I don't know what those are in terms... Of, I mean, I have those apps loaded on my Apple TV, but they don't automatically give me any additional functionality other than they're just another app I can launch. So I'll have to look and see what that is. Now, perhaps perhaps they have things that I can add into my uh, control panel. So I wasn't done talking about the control panel though. In addition to having multiple users... There is, by default, a button that shows you how to sleep all connected devices. It shows you the most recent thing that you've watched, so you can click on that and immediately go back to the most recent thing you watched by person. Uh, it has a an icon for Apple Home, so if you have uh, HomeKit devices, you can click on that and see all of your HomeKit devices. You can turn things on and off. If you have any HomeKit enabled cameras you can quickly take a look and see. So like if you've got one looking at your front porch, you can see if that package you were waiting for has been delivered. Uh, and you can do that right from the Apple TV with the Apple TV remote. And because it pops up in control panel, you can do it while something is playing without interrupting what's playing. So you can leave your movie on, pop this up in the corner as an overlay, check the front front of the house, and then turn it back off, which is very cool. You can turn on and off lights. You can do you know any, any HomeKit capabilities you can put in there. Yeah, I think a lot of this stuff was had been planned for Apple TV a long time ago, and like you said, they're just they've been slowly bringing bits and pieces out as other parts of the infrastructure have come into place. The next thing that's on there is a connections um, uh, icon, and when you click on that, it will show any associated speakers, AirPods, HomePods or other Apple TVs so you can click if you're you know if you're watching a show and you you can go in there and you can send the sound to your HomePod or to your AirPods if you don't want to bother anybody else or to if you're going to move to another room click on another Apple TV and it'll switch the show over to that one automatically so you can you know go from room to room if you're watching in the living room and you're ready to go to bed switch it to your bedroom Apple TV get up and walk in the bedroom it'll be in, on in there and then finally, there's a search button, so you can click on search to very easily um, look for anything on the system. And it gives you their regular search dialog, which, frankly, I'm not quite sure why they have a search dialog because you can use the um, the I mean, you, you can use the microphone function to to uh, to dictate the search. But why wouldn't you just hit the microphone button on your on your uh, remote from the get go and and say what you want rather than going to the search menu? That didn't. That one didn't make a lot of sense to me. But, uh, but those are the default uh, functions in the control panel. I'd be very interested to see what other things I can add in there, and I haven't really gotten into that yet. So... Mm-hmm. Hm, I have yeah, I don't know, yeah, I mean that that's news to me because I have Apple Arcade loaded on my system, but I didn't see that it did anything that the, that the Apple TV functions at all any way differently than it did prior. Yeah, I'd be interested to see what supposedly I can do that I didn't know that I could do before. I, I that didn't sound right. <laughs> that didn't come out. You know what I mean? What functionality was what functionality was added? Yeah. Uh yeah, see I'm looking at like the uh, on for settings for each app to see if there's like somewhere where I can turn on uh like like I'm looking at Hulu to say well under Hulu or under Netflix in settings is there a way to go um and say add to control panel and I just don't I don't see anything like that. And there's and there's no like control panel setting. Uh, either so I don't know Browsers for Apple TV? Are they saying, are you are you now talking about Mac OS or iOS? Yeah, they've been they've been saying that's coming, so uh, shouldn't surprise anybody. The um, you know, and I think that there's you know one of the things that Tesla has done in plans for that. I mean, they've got to know it's coming too. Is you know they've spent a lot of of money building out an infrastructure of great charging stations that you know you still don't get when you buy somebody else's. You have to go to the you know pri- other companies or private charging stations and there's lots of those out there too but they're of varying degrees of quality you know whereas teslas are all standardized so tesla still has some advantages that will take a little time to to uh get past if you're a you know car manufacturer from another of another ilk Yeah, Did you know that just in this year, this year, the first new nuclear plant design since 1970s was approved? And that they're, yeah, and that they are now working to get their first installation. And basically what it is, is they've created a very small reactor. Now, by small, I mean 60 feet tall and, and 30 feet across. But it's small enough that they can build each unit in a factory, and then they can link multiple units together to create a larger Location that they'll set, so in a a single location, they would have multiple reactors. And these reactors are designed specifically with the control rods uh, lifted above the reaction unit so that if anything happens, gravity drops the rods down. Yeah, I just read an article. We talked about it on the radio station this last week, so you can do a little, I don't remember the name of it. If I can find the article, I'll share it with you. But I thought that was pretty amazing, and they said the same thing. Is that the problem is, isn't that there? There's that there's not safe ways to do it. Is that there's not ways to do it without uh, dealing with the political issues surrounding nuclear? That the scientific and the safety issues have have largely been resolved, and they're not saying it's perfect, but they're saying that it actually has. You know, the amount of damage done, even when uh, with it taking into account the nuclear problems that we've had in the world. You know, and there was the Fukushima plant in Japan and the the one that everybody talks about is the one that happened in you know Ukraine during the Soviet Union era. Um, even with those accounted, they've done less harm to the world than um, than the amount of uh, air pollution that's been put out by coal burning plants. And yet coal burning plants are still tremendously more efficient than than all the other alternatives right now. And so so the nuclear guys are saying, we've got the answer. You just need to listen to us. yeah hmm Yeah. You know where they should build it if they're going to build it in California is out along the Salton Sea. It's it's gross and disgusting and nobody will go out there. It's not used for anything. It smells like a, you know, like a cesspool. That's the water they should be using. Use that. Nobody wants to be there anyway. Uh, don't use our beautiful oceans. You know that they're basically shutting up. The the Sun and Nofri plant's been basically decommissioned, and it's being slowly dismantled. Well, that's the issue, is that it's, it's you know, 40 years old, and the design is 50 or 60 years old, and and it's sitting on an ocean front. They can, they can, but I mean, you know, the, the, if you, if you look at the actual amount of damage that's been done by earthquakes in the last 80 years in California, um, it's, it's largely mitigated by, by good building practices. I mean, even the the even the one the Northridge one that was so horrific and everybody said it was terrible. uh, You know, more people died in the city of Pittsburgh over that winter than died during that earthquake. Um, And I was living in Pittsburgh at the time. So that's how I knew that, Um, you know, just from from the cold and from um, uh, uh, mostly from um, they. uh, Unfortunately, it's a horrible way to die, but they were suffocated in their sleep from um, carbon monoxide poisoning. Uh, which happens a lot in places where it's really cold and you lock up your house real tight, uh, if you're not real careful. Anyhow, the um, you know Santa uh, you know, I mean it was it was really really. I mean it was originally operated. The unit one was started operation in 1968. You know, and at some point you got to say, okay, it's old enough that we either we rebuild it or we just shut it down and let's say let's go um, uh, start up somewhere else, you know the problem is trying to get started up somewhere else these days is difficult because of the the image that's been painted by by very reactionary political people Yeah. Yeah, I, I believe there are many, many um, alternatives out there already and ways that that's addressed. And largely what happens is that the builders choose options that meet the, the standards and requirements of the given state for building and construction. And very few of them go beyond that, even though there are options for that. But few of them go beyond what is required by law because of cost. And usually when they're bidding to get the work done, he who bids the lowest gets the job. Oh no. No. Yeah. Well, and and if they do, if they do, it's going to be somebody, you know, it's going to be cities that in along the West Coast where they've got incredibly um, left-wing radicals who are happy to tell you that you have to uh, uh, comply with new laws in order to do anything. You know, you're not allowed to brush your teeth unless you're using a certified and approved toothbrush. Um, you know, I mean that's that's the way of, of the West, quite frankly. <laughs> you know, and, and I say that sitting here in California, knowing that that's that's how how things are done here. So. Ha, 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 Well, I disagree. They do filter. And I think that's a that's a false statement. They filter. They just don't filter at the at the viral level. But they filter, you know, you don't 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 participate in the hyperbola. Well, they're put together on some sewing machine by people trying to make a buck. Yeah, I, I can I can see your point of view, and but the, and 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 we've gone way off the technology thing. I, well, it, it's we're talking about sociology and politics in a large sense here. Let's face it, um, this is that not not really technology. Well, I mean, I've seen I've seen more than my fair share of people walking around with the freaking mask on their chin, which does nobody any good, um, you know. And 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 that you know, well, technically, you're wearing the mask. Well, I guess technically you are. And technically, if I flick my boogers at you, then then uh, you'll know what I think about you, you know. Um, I, it's it's clearly there are issues. I I think that a if somebody's wearing the mask, covering their nose and their mouth. And I I think that, you know, that, yes, an N95 mask is going to be better. But to say that wearing a homemade cloth mask does nothing and that it's a waste of time is also ignorant of the obvious truth that it does keep stuff from moving around. The problem is, is that most people are presuming that this mask protects them. It doesn't. It does nothing. And in fact, the masks that the doctors wear, the N95 masks, the reason they're wearing those masks is not to protect them from the patient. It's protecting the patient from them so that their spit and spittle don't get into patients when they're doing surgeries, which is where they first started using masks. And so, they, you know, most people are completely backwards on the whole purpose uh, uh, for having a mask in the first place. You know, it, it has l- literally nothing to do with um, protecting yourself. It's you trying to help protect others and if, if you don't have an N95 mask, wearing some other mask is, is not a perfect protection at all, but there is some protection provided for other people. And if nothing else, it shows the other people that you actually give a damn about them being better. And, and the world, the, as the Pope said in, in the for T D or whatever it was called, uh, you know, that's what we need. We need a brotherhood and a sharing of, of, uh, of values of love towards each other. That, yeah, he. There was a large section in the uh, in, in the uh, in that document where he talks about the parable of the good Samaritan, and and used that as the basis for saying, you know, your neighbor, love your neighbor as yourself. Your neighbor isn't just the guy who literally lives next door to you. Your neighbor is the neighborhood of mankind. And that you should treat everybody as your neighbor and show kindness towards them. And if that means putting a mask on, then put the dang mask on. You know, it's not going to hurt anybody. Even the president pulled one out of his pocket during the during the shouting match that they called a a uh, uh, debate. And, uh, you know, he had one. And, and, and said he wore it when it was appropriate. And that's just being respectful to other people, which is not his habit apparently but but he did have a mask so um anyhow um i want to go back to something you were talking about with the buildings uh have you ever been to zion zion national monument yeah i don't know if you remember if you've ever if while you were there you went into the uh zion uh visitor center but they have the coolest visitor center ever. It is designed, it's a low energy design with renewable energy and they use, because it's so hot there, they use convection and they've got underground tunnels that were bored out away from the building that they built on, filled with large boulders. So anytime they found boulders in the ground, they would go and dump them in this channel and then they covered it over so that air flows through the channel but there's these large rocks buried underground. So it's always cool there and then Uh, during the summer, they put a big black tower at one end so that the air heats in the tower and sucks the air one direction. And then during the winter, they put the big black tower on the other end on the building and suck. I'm sorry. During the summer, it's out at the one end away from the building. No, it's on top of the building. It's on top of the building. So it heats up. It pulls cool air through the ground and then up through the building. So it cools the building. And then during the winter, they reverse that so that it then pulls the, the warmer air from outside into the building to help heat up the building. And they all do it with convection. There's no fans, and you can stand in front of the open vents and the grates inside the visitor center and feel the air moving. Uh, it, it's actually pretty amazing how much air they get just from convection. And so when you go through the doors, it's, it's, you can't, it's, it's like a rotating door, and it seals behind you so that they keep the place sealed in order to keep the air flow it's it's just really well done and it's all done with uh like insulation and air management and and the use of you know because even in the desert when it's really really hot out all you have to do is go down about 10 feet and it's cool if you've ever been in a cave or a lava tube um I went i was in a lava tube outside of flagstaff between flagstaff and the Grand Canyon and it yeah it was like 110 degrees outside and you step in and you're maybe 10 15 feet inside and it's Cool, and if you go down further, it's chilly. You know, yeah, it's like fifty-four or something like that is sort of the, yeah. And then, of course, if you you, you, if you dig really deep, it starts getting warm again. You know, there's those those really deep salt mines. Yeah, you know, it's amazing how much energy there is just just in the thermodynamics of the Earth that we could also channel in different ways, if we if we chose to spend the effort to think about how to use that because differences in temperature is potential energy sure mm-hmm mm-hmm Yeah, the heat pumps. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right. Yeah, it's similar to like... um, Remember when we were living in New Mexico and we went and visited the 200-year-old adobe house that was for sale? And literally two-and-a-half-foot-thick walls and you stepped inside this place and again... Hundred and something degrees outside, a few feet inside the door, and it was cool and comfortable because it was like living in a cave. I mean, they created the underground environment essentially by building it above them. Mm hmm. Yeah. Yeah, the outdoor heat never bakes in because it's just too far down, it's too thick to get through the walls and the roof. yeah thousands yeah 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 they built into the into the cliff sides and they built and when they didn't have those they just built adobes up you know on the on the flat areas and uh Um, I think it's the Hopi Indians. You can still visit some of the adobes in Arizona that are um, uh, uh, home to the Hopis. And uh, uh, yeah, it's pretty amazing. You know, when you when you think about like the right way to live in certain environments, that makes so much sense, you know. Now, it probably doesn't make a lot of sense in California where the ground shakes, because there's not a flex, that's not a very flexible building methodology, you know. In California, building on top of a cement block with wood and stucco and and and, uh, and drywall makes a lot of sense because it's very bendy and flexible as the structure goes. But yeah, that, that three-foot thick ceiling uh, is very heavy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But still, you know, yeah, out in the desert, that makes lots and lots of sense. And, and what, what I thought was cool was that that um, uh, uh, National Park building, you know, took advantages of things like the, the um, uh, convection and, uh, and high insulation like an adobe, but they did it without using adobe. They did it with more modern construction materials, and, uh, you know, that would work even in a California desert, that, that type of building. Um, You know, and they supplemented it with some solar and with some other stuff. And, you know, it's a park, so they should be experimenting with that kind of building to see if it's if it works and what makes sense. You know, has low, low imprint. Yeah, I went back to Zion. I was talking about their the, the park center at Zion. I was just saying that that type of building structure was not Adobe, but it took a lot of. No, I understand that I wasn't. All I was saying was I said that that type of construction would be okay in California because it's not heavy like Adobe, that it's a using modern construction methods, but taking advantage of the things that we learned from Adobe type of building with lots of insulation in it and and using the convection and the in the the the. the, average temperature from underground in order to manage the the temperature of the of the facility and so you know it was just very smart building and like you know you had said it might be a little more expensive than building just an average home uh to take advantage of some of this stuff Um, that the park is the right place to do that you know in a park you want to be able to say hey we're having zero impact on the park And so, you know, we don't want to run power wires and stuff in here if we don't have to, because we don't want to dig up, you know, any more of the ground around here than we have to. This is a park. We want to keep it in its natural state. And so it's the perfect place to say, well, let's try this. Let's test this. Let's build a a place that runs off the grid, you know, with solar and with wind and with convection heating and and whatnot. And, um, you know, I, I was just very impressed with that place. And I've thought about it often, saying that some of those ideas should have been, Uh, should be used in more home building as well. Hmm. yeah yeah you don't want anything too you don't want anything too higher uh, you know in front of you to block the sunshine in your view right so yeah now that makes sense you know that east facing thing because you get the morning sun which kind of warms the house up a little bit from the from the night um, of course depending on what altitude you're at you might want to tilt it more to the south southeast or south depending on how much warmth you need at times of the year right? Sure. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. E- either build where there's a big tree and work around it so you don't take the tree down, or uh, or uh, transplant a tree. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the press the problem. Is that it's very, very difficult to transplant a mature tree, uh, and if you do, you're going to end up cutting enough roots that you could potentially kill the tree. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, as as messy as it is, I always thought it'd be cool to have a tree that had, like, you know, walnuts. I thought a walnut tree would be cool. But that means that there's a lot of crap dropped. You know, that's my... Here's me and here's me my practical side going, I love the idea of trees. I don't like the actual activity of trees cuz trees are messy and then you have to clean them up you have to prune them and trim them and clean them and deal with their leaves and all their nuts and their seeds and their pods and whatever else they drop and it's just they're always a mess trees are work <sighs> trees are a lot of work <laughs> Mm mm-hmm yeah yeah well the vision has to be a vision without a yard if you have to have a yard then you got to clean all that stuff up whereas if it's just in a meadow then you just leave it in its natural state so your house faces a meadow it doesn't necessarily have to um Uh, yeah because a a grassy yard is the problem right (laughs) therein lies the problem they require lots of upkeep yeah yeah you're gonna have to watch where you step out there well something to be said for uh goats they got smaller poo maybe you should go to goats i read somewhere that if you're going to raise an animal that goats are like the perfect like animal to to sort of like live off the grid survival type animal because you they they've got wool they've got milk they eat just about anything the problem is they'll eat anything and everything <laughs> and if yeah, yeah, really. Yeah. Yep, yep. Lovely. Uh, pets are wonderful, aren't they? I had a, had a golden retriever that used to chew things up. And so I went and bought him one of those like Nyla bones that they said, you know, was indestructible. Dog can't chew it up. He ate it. He ate it in an afternoon. And then it was, you know, like I said, he, he threw up some and the other came out the other way. And I was like, great, I'm picking that up in the yard. Chunks of bone, Now that can't be good for this dog, you know. And it was a dog toy. But he the, uh, there was nothing he couldn't destroy if he chose to. Uh, he eventually got a little bit. This is when he was a puppy in his first year, year and a half. By the time he was two, he kind of calmed down. It wasn't so bad. But I had made the mistake at that point of saying, he needs something to take his all this energy out. Let's get another puppy. So I had two more years of, of the Black Lab. Remember Nick? So I had, I had two years of Max going crazy, chewing everything up. And then just as he was calming down, I got Nick. And I had two more years. So I had four years of animals destroying things. And Nick ate all my sprinklers. I had to replace all my sprinklers with brass sprinkler heads and brass risers because he chewed them all off plastic ones wouldn't 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 stay there nick raised his leg and 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 used my uh, air conditioning condenser as the place to go to the bathroom and destroyed the aluminum and had to replace an air air conditioning unit thanks to nick or to max rather uh and and nick decided that he wanted to chase a gopher and dug to china i woke up one night and i heard the scraping sound and turned on the light and nick was gnawing on the corner of the wall he was eating drywall in, in the middle of the night you hear this you're like what the heck is that you know you flip the light on they're ready to like protect your family and it's your dog eating the wall I'm Like, great yeah thank goodness they don't have lead and paint anymore right yeah pets can be incredibly immensely destructive they just can and they can be the sweetest, wonderful, most wonderful, you know, pet in the world. But, but they're just destructive. <laughs> yeah. Show me some, t- You, we need a technology st- story around that, you know, show me a way to, to, uh, to keep my animal from being annoying, creating work, <laughs> like they're creating work for me. It's like, ah, your life's too easy. Let me go fix this for you. Crazy dogs. Uh, Let me see if there's anything else going on in the tech world. I was kind of seeing, uh, waiting to see, and we'll find out if it happens, if uh, I I was guessing that Apple might announce like, well, usually they do on Tuesday. So maybe tomorrow they'll announce that the following Tuesday they're going to have, excuse me, their phone event. Yeah, and they haven't, you know, they don't... Apple themselves never actually says anything until they say it. So, you know, you can guess all you want. Yeah. But I was kind of thinking, you know, time-wise, they would probably like to get these things out and going before the Christmas season. So they probably want to announce it in the next week or two. And so I figured... And they usually, a week before the announcement, they announce that they're going to have an announcement. And so... uh, of course, a lot of that they did because that that gave them the news people time to get tickets to, and rooms to travel to uh, to their site. But since nobody's traveling there anymore since it's all virtual, maybe they're gonna decide we don't need to give a seven day warning. We'll just gonna say, okay, we have an announcement. Tune in. yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, they've already just last just last week. I don't remember whether it was it was United or American, maybe Delta. One of those three. Seventeen thousand people being laid off. Disney's laying off like fifteen thousand people because people aren't even even though you know the the California uh, 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 Disneyland is not open, but uh, Disney World is open, but there's so few people coming uh, that they're they're saying they have to go lay off a bunch of people so um you know and i'm sure some of them will be laid off and some will probably be furloughed that they'll want to bring back if if their numbers go up but but um you know as as many jobs as came back as we started to open things up and you know they said that unemployment went from like Double digits, like close to 20%, back down to only about 8% pretty quickly, which surprised a lot of people. I'm afraid there's going to be a rebound and we're going to see that number go way back up again as these businesses that reopened are finding out that their business model is not viable right now. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and a lot of businesses in the past would have said, yeah, but that's not as good. But now they're finding out it's like, well, it works and it's so much cheaper. Why would we spend several thousand dollars to send somebody across the country and put them up in a hotel to go to a meeting when we can zoom, zoom them in and and say what we need to say and say, "Okay, have a great day. Talk to you later. Did you know that today 9 years ago today Steve Jobs passed away? 9 years. Didn't seem like it was that long ago. Mhm. Yeah. Yeah, he had what was generally generally a curable version of pancreatic cancer, and he, for a year, refused medical treatment because he was going to treat it with diet. And as a result, the cancer then metastasized, meaning it spread to other parts of his body, and they weren't able to then manage it. And that's... Mhm. Well, and like everything, cancer isn't a monolithic thing. There's lots of different versions and and variations and you know, only the people who who study that stuff, you know, pancreatic cancer is one of is a generic term for what could be, you know, 50 different cancers. But but everything I read said that the one that he had was a 100% survivable cancer and, you know, but not if you decide to wait a year before you do anything about it. And so, yeah, he, he was directly responsible for his own passing, which is sad. doesn't mean that he's any less interesting as a person or, 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 uh, you know, any less valuable as a historical figure, but it does mean that, that, you know, he clearly had a fatal personality flaw that uh, wouldn't allow him to listen to other people. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, cuz I mean it's 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 a it's really a sad tale that here was this man who who had such a huge impact on our world today and you know we don't benefit from his input on subsequent things. You know, because because of bad choices. I've got it recorded. I haven't watched it yet. Autism. Yeah. hmm Mm Mm-hmm. Hello? Wow. So apparently a a company was able to uh, hire autistic people for doing detail work like uh, proofreading, and so that's yeah, sure. Well, that's true of a lot of hiring. A lot of hiring is based on first impressions and, and expediency, you know. And, in fact, there's a lot of hiring that gets filtered out so that the person actually making the decision never even sees them because the HR department says they don't meet the criteria. And sometimes uh, people with not obviously affiliated skills or experience might be the best person for the job. And, you know, hiring is, is an art in and, in and of itself. And uh, you know pe- people who are able to make good hires um, usually reap the benefits of that. hmm Yeah, yeah. As a general as it is a general rule of thumb, a lot of the people who are autistic also need to have a um, a very structured work environment. You know, it, it, you. They they want uh, rules, you know, and if you give them the rules, then they can they will work by the rules, and so you know if you have a sort of free flowing figure it out as you go type of work environment, that generally is not going to be conducive for them to work well there, but. On the spectrum, yeah, on the spectrum is is how they're referred to, yeah. A fraction of what you're paying. Well, therein lies the 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 hook. We'll underpay these people who are better at doing this than everybody else. Sounds like a true capitalist. Right. Yeah. Well, depend. Yeah. Depending on the severity of their autism, they may not have been able to find work other places. Uh, you know, and, and like I said, you do need to have an environment that, that works for them and deals with some of the areas where they, where they do have some, some shortcomings in terms of, uh, social interaction and, and communication. And so you need a a supervisor, uh, in that group that understands that, knows how to work with that. You know, your granddaughter, um, Jensen, that's the group of people she works with. She works almost exclusively with, exclusively with people on the autism spectrum. Yeah, that's what her job is. Yeah, I doubt it because she doesn't watch regular television at all. So if uh, we tell her about it, she can probably go get it on streaming and watch it. But uh, she she doesn't watch over-the-air television. She doesn't even have an antenna. She watches everything over her Apple TV. Yeah, I'll share it with her. Yeah, I'll share it with her. And, and we have the CBS, uh, whatever it's called, CBS extended or whatever so she can go uh, replay previous shows um, yeah you know it's funny I said I had it recorded and then I thought about it and it's like I don't even need to have it recorded doing that was actually just a waste of time because I can go back and get it from the 60 Minutes app and watch it you know I'm thinking in oh, I'm the old school think the old man way of doing things where you recorded shows and then watch them later and you don't have to do that now you just go to the app and you watch the dang show Whenever you feel like. That's the way the world works now. Yeah, but you're an old man. You're old. I'm old. We're both old. We're, we, we grew up when you had to record things. I mean, shoot. We had VCRs that flashed 12 o'clock at us all the time. You know? Because that's how you recorded things. With, was with a piece of... You know, with a VHS tape... You know, that's your daughter would grab a tape and and put a piece of tape over the don't record here tab and record her soap opera over your once in a lifetime recording of children's events because that was the only tape she could find. You know, things like that happened back in the day, us old people. Mhm. hmm Yeah, it was poor quality, so yeah, it's like PBS um uh uh concerts and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah Well, and I really enjoy live music too You know, I mean, it's fun to listen to an album But it's also really, it's nice to listen to the musicians play it live Because the, and this is going to sound counterintuitive to people who don't get it But the variations in timing and the errors and stuff it Just add to the richness of the music And, and, you know, and, and I say errors, sometimes it's not even errors, but it's just, you know, the, the, the song is played differently with a slightly different timing when you're live and, and, and there's the, the, the adrenaline pumping in the, in the artists as they're playing. And so sometimes live is played a little bit faster or sometimes they very intentionally change the arrangement because they get bored of playing the same thing over and over and over exactly the same way. And so you get, so you get a new version that didn't exist anywhere else before and, uh, Mhm. Yeah. Albert Hall. Yep. I I believe I have that one already. Mhm. Yeah. 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 There's live conference and the PBS ones. Sometimes they were specially done for PBS that they don't normally allow cameras in, but they're going to record something because they wanted to, you know, make it as a special deal. So PBS could then use it during their fundraising passes to try to get, you know, they, they wanted to keep that public broadcasting alive. Yeah, well, and you know when they came out with the digital televisions and the HDMI connections, they basically block you from doing that. So you can't even like take it out of the out of your box and, and unplug it from the television and plug it into something else. Most likely, it won't it won't play. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and you and you can plug the sound in directly, so your video quality would be diminished. You know. And and frankly, these days, I mean, I you don't have a 4K TV, but I mean, you know, you get a good quality camera on it. I mean, you've got a better quality camera on your phone for goodness sake than your first camcorder was. It's just amazing. It really is. So, well, we've talked about a lot of stuff today, some of it not necessarily technical, or we'll call it technical adjacent. <laughs> uh, but uh, but we've been going for almost an hour and a half, so I'm thinking we probably have, have talked enough. We will. Um, so thank you all for joining us today, for anybody who's listening to this, and we will we will do it again on Monday. Uh, Have a great weekend, or a great week, rather, and we'll talk to you soon.